Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. No Dan this week, so it's just me giving you guys a quickie on mods. Hey everybody, it's just me, Michael, this week. No Dan. Uh, He'll be here Friday. We'll be doing another one this week, so y'all can wait for that to listen to his lovely voice. This week, I am going to talk about mods. Uh, We tried to get something out Friday. Obviously, didn't happen. So, this is kind of the best we could do. Give you all something to listen to. And there have been a lot of questions going around on Discord as far as strategy and some questions as far as what to do with them and kind of the best routes to go as far as gearing them up. So, I'm going to kind of hit some of those questions with my thoughts and just kind of what I've seen and try to give you guys some other ideas of things you can do with the mods. Um, all right. As you guys know, there are six different shapes. The update, I guess the most recent update, kind of changed some of the things on them. So obviously going off the most recent update. First, we have the square looking mod, which is now just offense. And it's percentage-based. So there's been some questions as far as what the mods do. Uh, Somebody posted a guide to Zurin Fett's guide, uh, which was pretty good. I'm going to use a little bit of information off that to kind of go through this, help you guys out. But it's in the resources in Discord if you guys want to go look at it and get some other ideas. Uh, But... That first square mod is going to be only offense. The diamond-looking mod, which is the one directly below it on the left side in the middle, it is now entirely defense as primary. Then you have your circular mod, which looks like it can be health. I believe it can be protection also. I could be mistaken on that. Yeah, it's just health and protection. Um, So those are kind of... That's the only way you can go with those. So it kind of forces you to give every character some offense, some defense, plus some protection and or health percentage updates. Now, the other three mods are a little bit more interesting. Uh, We get over to the arrow mod. There are several different things that it can have as its primary. Speed, percent, critical critical avoidance, percentage accuracy, percentage health, percentage protection, percentage offense, and percentage defense. Uh, It's one of the most important mods, given that it's the only one that actually gives speed. Um, All the other ones give all the same things besides the accuracy and critical avoidance. So if you want to add speed as your primary stat, that arrow mod is the only way to do that. Uh, It's going to be really valuable, especially on some of those characters you want to go before everyone else. They seem to be pretty hard to get, though. I've only seen a few people that have gotten them. Uh, And then... Your triangle mod is 
the health protection, offense, critical chance, crit damage, as well as defense. And then the last slot, which is the little uh, health-looking sign, it does percentage health, percentage protection, percentage offense, potency, as well as defense. That's pretty much the basic as far as the different mods that there are. Uh, now, kind of the next stage, if you notice, they're all colored. It doesn't matter what level they are, they all have a color. Um, and the colors refer to the substats on them. So your white has no secondary. Your greens have one secondary stat available. The blues have two secondary stats. The th or the purple have three secondary stats. And then your yellow ones, they have all four of your secondary stats already available. So if you get one of those level ones that are yellow, it's pretty easy to figure out whether you want to upgrade it or not. Kind of gives you a better idea of exactly where it's going to get to and what it's going to do, which is really valuable so you're not spending those valuable credits on something that you don't really need. Seems like a waste. And those are also defined, you know, A through E, with E being the worst and A being the best. Now, on each mod, you'll notice in the middle, I'm sure most of y'all know this by now, but it has the little emblem, little guy running or the symbol for offense or defense or something along those lines, and that tells you what the bonus is. Now, the bonuses we'll get into, and that's incredibly important. Uh, I think it's probably the most important part of the mods because they probably make the biggest difference for uh, the amount of currency that you spend on them, in my opinion. Um, there have been some questions as far as if the lower tier mod challenges are worth it, or for that matter, the one star and two star mods. Well, I think it's hard to go wrong um, with any of them, but it does kind of depend on what you're going for. I'm assuming everybody's completed um, all three tiers of the health mods challenge. So the health mods are pretty useful, obviously. Um, you know, once they're level 15, you can have basically three bonuses, and they each give 10% health, which is great. However, I think there's a lot of benefit to, like, the speed, potency, and critical damage mod specifically. Um, if you can get even the one stars of those and upgrade them, so, like, say you're getting 10% speed or the 10% potency bonus, that's incredibly useful. I think that's a lot more valuable than just having the five-star mods that you know, cost a ton to level up and then you're only getting the health bonus versus getting, say, a one or two dots, you know, four one or two dot speed mods and spending 200 to 250k maxing them out. I think that's a lot more beneficial for most characters than the, the uh, health bonuses is. Um, you can guys can kind of play with it and let me know what you think, but... All right, so on the bonuses, there are eight different bonuses that you can get. Three of those require you to have 
or three of them require that you have four of the same bonus mods to get it, and then the other five only require that you have two, so you can get those, you know, three separate times over the six mod slots. I think that the one and two dot mods are being way underrated, especially for the bonuses. Um, even on the primary, the amount of benefit you get, I don't think outweighs what you can get from the bonuses. Me, for example, with the resistance team that I've got, I've beat tier two of the speed mod challenge. So that's all I've been doing. I've completely said to hell with the health mods. Don't need it. I'm just doing strictly speed mod bonuses and trying to get that bonus on all of my characters that I primarily use. Because it's pretty easy to get that 10% speed bonus, especially if you're using the one dot mods. I mean, it costs like 30k to fully upgrade one. So for 120,000, you can add 10% speed bonus to any of your characters insanely easily. And I feel like there are probably a lot more people that should at least be trying that uh, and seeing how it goes. Now, as far as spending currency, I think spending currency on the five-star mods is great. It's pretty expensive, but if you find a mod that you really like, I think it's a great idea. Some of those higher offense mods or the the protection and potency mods and the speed mods, I think, are the biggest difference makers because you can get uh, quite a bit out of those. The percentages seem to go pretty high, it seems. For example, I've got a four-star mod that gives me 26 speed as the primary. Now, if you're lucky enough to get one of those mods that has speed as the primary, I think some of the best characters use those on, I think Phasma, Poe, Ray, Jawa Engineer, obviously, if you have a droid team, uh, Princess Leia, Qui-Gon, those characters that really rely on speed and could use even more speed can make a it can make a really big difference on um potency is another one that's really big especially for the fact that you can get the bonus three different times on a character so like your Qui-Gon even Phasma uh, fives could really use some potency for that speed down um any characters that can remove turn meter or manipulate turn meter or put debuffs, you can never have too much potency, especially if you're using them in the raids on the damn Rancor and all the tenacity he has. But as far as your arena teams, it's best to kind of play with it a little bit because there's probably a certain spot where you get enough potency where you really don't need any more. I think another big one is the critical damage mods. They can give up to 30% critical damage. However, they're one of the ones where it requires that you have four mods in order to get that bonus. Uh, it starts out at 15% and then doubles to 30% once they're all level 15. Um, I think speed and offense are the only other ones that require four. So that can be kind of difficult, but... If you have one of those teams that relies on those and you don't quite have the Jawas to complete the challenge, go to those one and two star mods because 
it's hard to get up to that 30% bonus any other way. And you're guaranteed to know what you get for spending very little currency or credits, whatever you want to call them. Um, so I think there's a lot of value in that, just saving currency and still getting pretty good updates, especially on those characters that you don't use primarily on your arena team or something along those lines. Now, what's great about this mod update is it finally allows you to take those characters that you like that couldn't quite do what you wanted them to do and make them do what you want them to do. So as far as modding up your tunes, there are so many different ways you can go to do that. Do you play on their strengths? Do you play on their weaknesses? It's, I think it kind of depends on exactly what tune you're talking about. Now, for example, Ray, she almost always starts out with Foresight. So she can be attacked once and is not going to take any damage. So protection and health on her is kind of questionable. Like, she really doesn't need that much of it. I'd rather have... You know, your critical damage, your offense, and speed stuck on Ray. Same pretty much goes for Geno's and Soldier. I think on Geno's and Soldier, you probably want a higher percentage chance of hitting a critical since that, you know, reduces his turn meter. So I really think it depends on the character. Your tankier characters, I think you're definitely going to want to go with a little bit more health and protection, uh, especially like your uh, Stormtrooper Han and especially Royal Guard, since that's really all they do is soak up damage. Pose a little bit different. Um, I think probably go a little bit more potency than anything else, because he's really not made to just sit there and take damage. His, his most important move is his first move, taking turn meter and exposing people. Um, there are other characters where you're probably going to want a bit of a mixture, like Qui-Gon, where... You want speed, you want some damage, but you also want quite a bit of potency. Um, the droids, really the droids just want a ton of damage. I know there are some people out there running those, and the more damage you can get with them, the better, um, especially considering it's all based on how fast Jawa Engineer is, so obviously him, get as much speed on him as possible. Uh, wait until you get one of those... Arrow mods with speed as the primary and stick that on them. And some of those secondaries can be really good for either protection or especially speed. I've got a couple like four and five star mods that give, you know, 10 to 16 additional speed as a secondary, which is massive. Another thing that I'd like to try that I haven't even got the chance to yet is Ray seems like she always misses, especially with those dodge teams. You know, the Dooku and Old Ben lead. Well, the arrow mod also has a accuracy. And obviously the accuracy makes it more likely that they're not going to miss. You can basically entirely negate that evasion. I think on someone like Ray or maybe Geonosian Soldier, I think that accuracy would be awesome. I'd really like to get one of those and try that out, see how it works. If anyone's done that, let me know, and let me know how it's worked out for you against those type of teams, too. Um, I think one of the biggest questions with the mods is, it sucks up all your canteen energy. So what do you do? Um, 
I think it kind of depends on where you're at. Uh, I've been mostly going all mods because there's not really one I need in Cantina. I think if you don't have your scoundrels, get Lando or get whoever so that you can do that. Um, I've kind of just avoided Cantina for the most part since mods came out. It's just, it's not as valuable and uh, there's really not any huge benefits to doing that unless you just really need the character, especially since you already get the currency for doing the mod challenges. Now, real quick, I'm going to kind of run through my arena team, um, just kind of give you guys an idea of kind of what I'm doing with mine, maybe give you guys some ideas and just kind of share. So ever since this came out, I kind of wanted to go back to doing what made Poe great to begin with. And that's the fact that when he goes before everybody, he takes turn meter. So I've got Poe's lead right now. And I've gotten him up to where he has 210 speed. And that's getting the 10% bonus on the speeds. I've got a primary with plus 26 speed. And I've got some pretty good secondaries on him. So he's he's really fast. Um, and it's helped a lot on defense. I've... I've known several times where I try to get in a battle and I can't because someone's attacking me and then I don't move in the ranks. Um, I've, my team's been a lot better at staying higher in the ranks ever since I moved to this team. So I got the Poe lead, which his leader ability is plus 30% offense for resistance and plus 15% potency, which helps with him landing expose and offense down. Then I got Ray. I had Ray as my fastest character there for a while to where she was going before Poe, and I changed that. I took some speed off her and gave it to Poe, and it's been working a lot better. She's still really fast, but um, her speed's 190. She does quite a bit of damage, but she goes right after Poe, obviously. Um, I kind of think that's about where she should go. Then third will be my Geonos and Soldier, I've tried to get his critical damage chance up as much as possible. I've gotten it up to 52%. I'd like to get it a little bit higher so I can keep getting that turn meter. But I'll get there. And his speed's 160. I usually have all three of those characters go before the other team even gets to attack. But it does kind of depend on the team. If you got a fast draw with Engineer, that's probably not going to happen. But outside that... Not very many characters that are going to go first. Then the next tune that would go for me would be Phasma. Um, her speed is 130 currently. And with her, I've given her a bunch of health and just tried to make her nice and hardy so that hopefully she can get Victory March off twice in the match. And then my last character is Stormtrooper Han. And I have it set up to where his speed's the lowest, so he goes right after Phasma. So Phasma will give 50% turn meter, and then Han immediately gives 30% turn meter. So once I get through that, I kind of got Ray and Poe already going again. And I think that's something that's really important to look at is your specific lineup and the speeds of your characters. So it's amazing how having one character going before another character can screw up your team versus having them flop the other way around. So I think that's something really important to look at is kind of 
manipulating the speed where you can with mods to get your characters to go in the order that you want them to go in. So try to get your characters that maybe give offense up to go a little bit earlier if you can and stuff along those lines. And especially your turn meter. Just kind of play those guys in where you can. Now I'm just going to give a few of my thoughts on the whole mod system. I think this is what the game has needed from the very beginning. I've been playing since November. So basically the entire time the game's been out. And as great as it is, it's always been so limited on what you can actually do. Uh, If you're down in Arena... You really had no other choice than to just farm tunes or try to manipulate your team a little bit to make it a little bit better. But this mod system really changes everything to where you can kind of build the team that you want and make it do what you want, how you want, in the order that you want. And I think that's awesome. It's it's a it's a lot of fun trying to manipulate these characters and the fact that it's not very expensive to move mods around. Um And that's something else that's nice about those, you know, one and two dot mods is they're super cheap to move versus some of the higher star ones. Um, But I'm ecstatic about the update. I know there have been some other people that aren't quite as happy as I am. Um, The way they implemented it was pretty terrible as far as bringing it out, making you always get a mod no matter what on the battles. Like, nothing else in the game's like that besides currency. Like, they should have thought about that if they wanted to make it percentage-based like character shards. Um, there have just been a lot of screw-ups, and I definitely understand why people are frustrated, but I really don't understand all the people that are upset about the mod system. I don't think there's anything to be upset over. I mean, it's great for the free-to-play players, It allows them to take the teams that they have and manipulate it and to make it do what they want it to do without having to completely farm an entirely new character and give them all these rare mods, or not mods, but gear, and try to farm all that hard gear again. So I think it's great for the free-to-play player. Good lord, can't talk. Another good lord for you. There you go. Um... And I also think it's great for the non-pay-to-play player. It really gives you a chance to play with all the characters and see what they can do. And I'll be curious to see what some of the whales come up with as far as teams go. Because, I mean, the combinations are limitless. Um, I'll be curious to see if this keeps another meta from appearing too. Because there's now that there's actually ways to kind of negate the fact that people run those teams. So I guess time will tell exactly what happens with the mod system and how good it ends up being, but I'm really happy so far. Um, And the last update that reduced everything, that was kind of a clunky update in the fact that they removed the six and seven star mods that they had before, and it just really seemed to be not a whole lot of thinking by EA on this one, but, you know... We knew that was going to happen anyway. Well, I guess I am going to sign off. Um, Like I said, we'll be back this weekend. Uh, It'll be me and Dan, so it'll be a little bit better than just listening to me ramble on and on mindlessly about 
you know, my random thoughts on shit. So if you got any questions or have any comments on anything I've said, send me a message or tag me or something and let me know what you think. Uh, If there are any other ideas as far as way to gear tunes up or if you disagree with some of my ideas or I'd love to hear it and maybe we can get something a little bit more thorough out this weekend when Dan and I get back on here and give you all something, you know, with a little bit more information than what you're getting now. But hey, anything's better than nothing, right? All right, see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.